Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Time for another episode of Building the Buckeyes as we try to figure out exactly what the future of Ohio State football looks like. It's certainly been bright for the last several years, but we always have an eye toward what is to come. And we have a great guest lined up for you this afternoon from out on the West Coast to give you a good look at a couple guys in the 2024 and 2025 classes that's on deck and a little bit of uh, of information on the return of the U.S. Army Bowl, the high school All-American game. Plenty to talk about with Keith Miller on the other side of this timeout. You're listening and watching to Buckeye Breakdown. This is Building the Buckeyes. We've got the whole crew together as we cover Ohio State with our instant analysis from Ohio State. There's something that doesn't feel right. Unbelievable effort from him today. Is EJ Liddell going to crack the first team all Big Ten? I think he can be the guy. I'm not trying to start a quarterback controversy. He seems to have the durability. He certainly has the toughness. This is the question on a lot of people's minds here. Welcome to Buckeye Breakdown. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome back to Buckeye Breakdown as we get uh, an opportunity each week to kind of look at what's going on on the recruiting trail for Ohio State football. And we are really happy to bring on Keith Miller, who joins us this week from Southern California. Keith is the National Selection Team Director for the U.S. Army Bowl, and he's been in the recruiting business for a very long time. He's got a pretty good pulse for what's going on with some of the guys Ohio State is hot after out on the West Coast. Keith, thanks for joining us, man. How are you? I'm doing great, Brendan. Thanks so much for having me on. Looking forward to talking some Buckeye recruiting. Also, the return of the Army Bowl, what we like to call Army Bowl 2.0. And uh, recruits out of 23, 24, and 25 class. And and that probably starts with Mateo Uyagalele out of St. John Bosco, the big five-star tight end, defensive end, um, who's a special talent out here on the West Coast. I know the Buckeyes, they're hot after there's a lot of guys Ohio State really likes out uh, on the West Coast for sure. I know that's your specialty, but you've got lots of connections with guys uh, that are following the hottest kids all over the country. So uh, I'm, I'm interested and in, in looking forward to hearing your perspective on a number of these guys. Um, but why don't we maybe start with the U.S. Army Bowl 2.0, as you like to call it, because there's a chance that we may see a good number of these players at some point uh, in December, whether it's part of their National Signing Day commitments uh, or perhaps playing in the U.S. Army Bowl, all of which are de- uh, taking place down in the greater Dallas area, down at the Star. Uh, give folks a little bit of an idea of what the U.S. Army Bowl is trying to accomplish here with its its relaunch uh, and, and all of the time and effort that's gone into trying to put this thing together. Listen, this thing has been years in the making. Of course, the Army sponsorship was gone out in the 20, 2018 year. That was the Trevor Lawrence class. Um, now it's back. Uh, Rich McGinnis is our Army Bowl director and CEO. He's doing a great job putting all this together. And essentially, the Army Bowl is about bringing brands like the Army, right, the Dallas Cowboys, bringing those groups together and building the greatest week that football has ever seen at the prep level, starting with the Army Bowl, the Army National Combine, the flag football championships that will have 100 flag football teams, the youth football championships that will have 50 youth championship teams. 
and then some all-star teams from across the country be coming in to play some good 11-on-11 tackle football. So it's, it's a huge weekend, a lot of moving parts, but excited about the talent that we've already assembled for the 2023 class for the Army Bowl 2.0, and, and that starts with our number one player, quarterback Jaden Rashad out of Pittsburgh, California, in Northern California for me. It's a special talent. He's committed to the University of Miami, and uh, I expect him to be a first-round pick sooner rather than later. Uh, looking forward to seeing a lot of these guys showcase their skills on uh, a huge, huge platform, and very cool that you get an opportunity to, to um, make this all happen in conjunction with uh, with the Dallas Cowboys down at Jerry's World. It's a special spot down there for sure. Yeah, there's, um, there's no question about it. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about some of the guys the Buckeyes are hot after. Uh, why don't we start with Peyton Woodyard? You know, Ohio State obviously had him on campus during the, uh, you know, basically 100 guys that came in for the Ohio State-Notre Dame game. He was certainly among them. Uh, what's the latest you can tell us on Peyton? Well, the latest I can tell you is I know he's high on Ohio State, right? The first chance he got this season to go catch the Buckeyes in action at a huge game atmosphere, and I know – you know, not only were the top recruits there, but maybe the biggest star in the world was there, right, on the sideline with his son, LeBron James and Bronny James. Uh, it looks like, or at least seems like, Ohio State put on a great weekend. Peyton Woodyard, fantastic football player, but a better person off the field. A terrific athlete, great size and length. He can run, he can hit, makes plays on the ball. And, and I can tell you this, right now, if you had to ask me, you know, if I had to put a crystal ball, so to speak, somewhere, I'd put it at Ohio State for Peyton Woodyard. I think the Buckeyes are out in front. I think they're out in front by a good margin, and uh, I expect them to reel to him in come December. Kind of sounds like he is sort of between Ohio State and Notre Dame, so really cool for him to see that game. Right. Uh, and and by the way, for the Buckeyes to win and in that environment, uh, you know, I'm sure Ohio State is hoping that that's enough to help him put him over the top. Um, he, he's playing on a pretty loaded high school team. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a lot of really, really good teammates. I know the Buckeyes are after a couple of them. Why don't we start with Marcellus Williams? Marcellus Williams, you know, listen, I call their family the first family of defensive backs. This will be their third child going to play power five football. Oldest brother, Max Williams, is starting safety at Sarah High, uh, excuse me, at USC. Um, uh, the other Williams is a starting corner at Arizona State. Now you have Marcellus, who's the baby boy, who we all knew was going to be the best one. He's now a top five corner nationally in a 24 class. Uh, just a natural at the position. A guy can do things you cannot teach. Has a sense of where the ball is going, where the route is going to break. Has the great feel and coverage. Does a terrific job competing um, at 10 feet in the air on 50-50 balls. It just has the swagger and the confidence to play out on the island and really disrupt routes, right, and really frustrate receivers. Oh. Uh, we could certainly use that in Columbus. We certainly like guys that uh, that have those characteristics. Uh, his defensive teammate, and I, I hope I say his last name correctly, Kingston Vili, Viliamu Asa. Um, I'm sure I'm not the only one that's that's stumbled their way through that a little bit, but he uh, he's also had a really, really good high school career, and I know Ohio State was happy to have him for that Notre Dame game too. Absolutely. Listen, I was first introduced to Kingston – um, and when he was in the ninth grade, he came to my first showcase football event here in Southern California, knew nothing about him. He showed up and wowed me at the linebacker position as a freshman, right? His, his, his burst to the football, his IQ and coverage, his ability to play man to man, drop in zone, be active and jump the passing lanes. Then you turn on the tape 
you see he's a seeking, he's a heat-seeking missile, right? This guy runs to the football, and when he gets there, it's a train wreck, right? We don't call him by his last name. We just call him Kingston around here, uh, <laughs> big-time talent. He's the number two player in California in the 24 class, and that's only after T.A. Cunningham uh, transferred here to Los Alamitos High School from Georgia, is now rated the number one player in, 21, in the 24 class uh, here in California. Kingston is number two, special talent linebacker, you know, we're always looking for guys defensively who can run and hit with great size and length, and he just checks all the boxes. He really, really does. And uh, listen, Ohio State, a great shot at getting all three players. Great shot. Not a good shot. Great shot. And um, I think they're probably – the Buckeyes are out in front for all three, and I expect the Buckeyes to at least hit 60%, 66% on the targets on those, two, on those three guys. I think they get two out of the three, maybe three out of the three. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. That would be uh, that'd be really really cool. Before we jump to Jordan Davison out of uh, out of Modern Day in the twenty five class, you know I, I guess it helps when you have guys that you know play high school ball together. They know each other. There's maybe that extra bit of comfort in deciding I'm going to go across the country to play ball. But Ohio State has recruited the West Coast the last few years in particular really really well. Uh, and, and obviously the first two names that come to mind now are, are C.J. Stroud and, and Chris Olave, who was just a first-round pick. What is it that you've seen about the way Ohio State has been able to recruit these kids and convince them, hey, we've got the best football in the country in Columbus? And I know it's a long way from home for you, but this is where you need to be. What, what is it about the way the Buckeyes have been able to do that that stands out to you? All right, well, I listen, when it comes to recruiting, there's three points that normally stick out. It's development. They've done a great job developing players at Ohio State. Um, we all know Coach Hartline's done an amazing job pumping out first-round picks at the receiver position, and then Coach Day at the quarterback position is kind of a, a, a guru of sorts, right? Um, so development is key. I think exposure. Ohio State is on TV every week out here, whether it's the Big Ten Network, whether it's ESPN, whether it's you know Fox, ABC, doesn't matter. The Buckeyes are on the television, and all you see is the shoe and everybody throwing up. Oh, age, right? That's that's what we see out here on the West Coast. And I think lastly, you know, after development, after exposure, I think just success, right? How much success have the Buckeyes had over the last five to 10 years? It rivals pretty much anybody outside of Alabama, right? And I think, you know, those two programs are pretty close in terms of winning percentage and, and, and sorts. So uh, I think those factors, you know, along with just the, the visibility and the national brand that Ohio State is really attractive to anyone. Forget California, right? Anywhere in the country, right? Kids are going to pay attention to that. 
success breeds more success, right? And so kids see program on TV, having success, having first-round picks, they're going to want to be a part of that. It's very, very simple. Uh, it's like that in high school football out here. You look at St. John Bosco where Marcellus and Kingston and Peyton all go to school. They've been successful now for a decade, and kids continuously go to that program. They keep pumping out Power 5 players, and it's very hard to slow that group down, uh, and, and that just is what it is. So Ohio State, you know, speaking the same language, doing a great job, fantastic coaching, fantastic development, terrific product on the field, and great visibility for players. Keith Miller, the National Selection Team Director for the U.S. Army Bowl, amongst other things in the recruiting world. Um, let's jump to uh, to Jordan Davidson for a moment. Yeah, he, he got an offer from Ohio State in the springtime out of the 2025 class for, uh, for modern day. Uh, tell us a little bit about Davidson. Wow. Um, Davidson is a unique, unique football player. And if you ask me, I would, com- I would compare him a little bit to LaDainian Tomlinson. Mm. He's got that type of ability and talent. Now I'm not saying he's LaDainian Tomlinson. I'm saying he has a, that type of skill set, his ability to break tackles, make people miss, to outrun people at the edge, to catch the ball out the backfield, whether it's short, intermediate, or deep, um, the, the leadership qualities, special talent. He's a guy that I've known since he was in eighth grade, played for the top eighth grade program out here, ended up at modern day, right, behind Relique Brown last year, who's now at USC. Now he's the top dog as a sophomore in the 25 class here um, in California, probably on the West Coast, six feet, 200 pounds, you know, runs like a Mack truck, has the speed of a jet on the outside. He's just really put together really well to be a big-time player at the Power 5 level and one day on Sunday. I, uh, I'm i sure the Buckeyes would love to see a kid of that caliber in, in Columbus. Um, and, and, by the way, it's I think it's worth noting, at least, you know, as, as you go through the process, he does – I'm pretty sure he's got the Ohio State offer uh, pinned to the top of his Twitter profile. So that obviously was – Notable enough for him to keep it up there, and, and hopefully that uh, bodes well for the Buckeyes. Sure, Keith, how do you how do you balance trying to maintain relationships with a lot of these kids? You know, you, you see what you see on film, right? I mean, at the end of the day, your your resume is whatever somebody sees when they turn on the tape, right? Yep. Um, but it's got to be really challenging to to handle all of the other stuff that goes into evaluating a kid. How do you keep it all straight? You know, I, for myself, you know, I can only speak for me. Um, I just try to be, I just try to be myself. Right? I just try to be me. I can't be anybody else. I'm not here trying to please everybody. I'm a straight shooter. Um, if, if a kid, you know, is not sufficient in an area, I'll let him know. Listen, none of these guys are ready-made kids, right? They're not ready-made dudes. They're not Sunday guys right now. Everybody needs to continue to develop and improve and grow. And so um, I just try to remain Myself, I try to be um, very upfront, very honest, very thorough, and also just and, and very hard, right? I'm a hard evaluator, right? I think it's what makes me the top evaluator in the country, right? At the end of the day, I always ask myself whether I'm evaluating an elite prospect or I'm, I'm evaluating some two-star kid here locally. At the end of the day, I always ask myself, when I turn that tape off, is he a dog? Is he a dog? Is he a guy that I'm going to take with me when I'm in the hood in a back alley because we don't know what's back there. We might have to throw down. If he's that type of guy, I'm going to vouch for him. If he's not that type of guy, I've got question marks. And that 
thought process that I go through at the end of watching tape has served me amazingly well as an evaluator for the last 10 years. And I would put my resume up against anyone, whether it be prep, college, professionally, when it comes to evaluating and scouting players. Well, you certainly have done a great job, and that's why we're so excited to have you on board here uh, for a few minutes. Final question, just to kind of go back to the Army Bowl part of this. You know, obviously we're, we're talking about guys that are are worthy candidates for playing in a game like that when it's their turn. What is the selection process like? How do you identify talent? And, and you know, for, for guys that are maybe trying to put themselves in position to be considered, yeah. what can they do to, to help themselves? Listen, Brendan, that's a great question, first of all. Uh, and I get that question often. And I think – you know, the, the best thing you can do, and I always tell guys this, this is always my answer. Go out and dominate your opponent. If you dominate, we'll know. And if we know, you got a shot. And if you got a shot, you may get selected. So go out and be dominant. But in terms of the process, we have scouts with their boots on the ground across the country, about 20 of them. And those guys are regional guys who find big-time prospects, elite prospects in their region, and they submit those guys for nominations, right, for the Army Bowl. Those nominations come directly to me. I say, okay, who do you love? Who do you like? Who are you just uh, on? And as they put that list together, I start breaking those players down. Normally, it's going to take me 15 to 45 seconds to make a decision on a kid because hmm. I know when I know. And so, you know, in terms of the process, if I see a kid I love, we got to have him, I, I can shut the tape off for 15 seconds and say, well, we got to go get him. Give me his contact information. I need to reach out to him, talk to his parents, right? Of course, if, if it's a kid who's kind of a wait-and-see guy, I like him, but I don't love him, right? He's a guy that we'll continue to monitor as we move forward, right? We'll monitor his social media. We'll monitor his, 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 his every week game production, We'll look at his tape and his film. But at the same time, you know, there are always guys across the country who are ascending or descending. We keep track of that, right? We note that and we follow guys, you know, as the season wears on and as guys start accumulating, you know, production and, and accumulating, you know, or, or not accumulating production. Guys, some guys fall off, some guys rise up the board. So it's an ongoing process. It's fluid. I'm excited about it. Army Bowl 2.0 is coming. I haven't heard of school bell in a long time. <laughs> oh, I love it. That means it's time for Keith to get back to work. Man, we really yeah. appreciate your time. U.S. Army Bowl 2.0 is coming up on Saturday, December 17th. Uh, there will be some National Signing Day coverage coming also from the Star on Tuesday, December 20th, with lots of other things planned throughout the week leading up to uh, to the bowl game and in a couple days ahead of signing day. We cannot wait to follow your coverage, uh, and, and hopefully we have a, a really, really good class of guys that are uh, going to be represented down in, in greater Dallas this year. Hey, great. Hey, listen, thanks so much, Brendan, for having me. Anytime you want me on, you just hit me up and let me know. Army Bowl 2.0 is going to be great. Showcase football coming to, you know, the, North, the Pacific Northwest, to the Northeast, to the Southwest, to the Southeast, all across the country uh, this offseason. So I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be exciting. But, hey, at the end of the day, go Bucks. <laughs> That's right. Amen to that. Uh, Keith Miller, the uh, the great 
uh, Director of National Scouting Team Selections for the U.S. Army Bowl, is uh, our guest here today. And uh, hope you've enjoyed this latest episode of Building the Buckeyes on the Buckeye Breakdown Podcast. You can find all of our work as he throws up the OH. You can find uh, all of our work available at BuckeyesNow.com. Uh, certainly would appreciate it if, if you'd subscribe to our YouTube channel and uh, let us know what you think of the show. And also you can find this wherever you like your favorite podcast. So for Keith Miller, I'm Brendan Gulick. We'll see you again real soon as the Buckeyes continue to try to build toward winning national championships. <laughs>